2: Ain't nothing but a good woman going bad. Uh Uh-huh. I like her. Who is this? This old Marlena Shaw. Oh, Marlena Shaw. A little 70s funk. Ooh, I love 70s funk because I really, I feel like I would have done really well in Studio 54. You think so? Yeah, I think I would have, but I I think I would have been a good fixture. Mm -hmm. Like perhaps a living disco ball. Or I could be in the corner with Andy Warhol Uh trying to give him direction on where to take pictures. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I understand. I think you'd be good in Studio 54. You think so? I think so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Y'all got Bud (laughs) Lot. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh my goodness! What's going on, Boo? Boo! It is just a gorgeous day. I am having the time of my life. How the hoot are you? Tell me everything.
0: If I was any better? You wouldn't be able to stand me.
2: I think I would. Mm-hmm. I think I would stand you. Yeah. By the way, happy birthday week. Oh, thanks, thanks. guys. Dave is turning 20, another year.
0: Twenty-five. I can <laughs> rent a car this year. <laughs> yes.
2: I'm excited. You look so. very. For 25. That's right. Just a little weathered, but that's okay.
0: (laughs) I am a haggard (laughs) (laughs) 25-year-old.
2: Boo, are you excited for birthday? Like, I understand Mm -hmm. the importance of birthday Mm -hmm. and the birthday meal, especially.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's really the only thing I get excited about now for birthdays. Really? That's it? Yeah, I mean, you know, I I don't need, and by the way, I've told you a hundred times, please don't buy me anything. I have everything I could ever want. Okay. I don't need anything. Okay. And there's not much I want. Okay. I want to spend time with you Ugh. and want to eat a good meal. I mean,
2: I love you and I want to spend time with you, but I'm a <laughs> gift giver. <sighs> Sigh. Okay. Well, don't worry. There's some surprises. So okay. where are we narrowing it down, though? Can you walk me through?
0: Oh, birthday lunch? Yeah. I still don't know. I've, <laughs> I've got it narrowed down to three. Okay. Um, Parks Barbecue. Okay. Which we've talked a lot about before on right. this show. Uh, best Korean barbecue I've ever had.
2: It's delicious.
0: Constantly voted best Korean barbecue in Los Angeles. Mm. And I'm pretty sure this is a fact. I read this correctly. Uh, Koreatown, Los Angeles. More Koreans in Koreatown, L.A. than anywhere else in the world outside of Korea.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: So if you're the best Korean barbecue spot in Koreatown, you're probably one of the best Korean barbecue spots in America.
2: I bet you are. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So, we and got, you've,
0: you've been there. I love before. it.
2: Seafood yeah. pancake. Hello. That, that place is great.
0: Um, so, I've got narrow it narrowed down to three that one. And then, not to be confused with Parks Barbecue, is my other beloved restaurant, the park's finest.
2: Okay, barbecue. park's finest. Yeah. A, a lot, lot of, of park with, work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of just a weird coincidence. <laughs> uh, this is, you've also been to uh, Texas style barbecue, American style barbecue with a Filipino twist.
2: Ooh. That place rules. Okay.
0: And then, as a wild card, I tried something new this week that I've never had. I can't believe I made it this to this age, and I've <laughs> never had French food. Oh. I went and had some French food this
2: I week. I love this. At a
0: great little spot called Petit Toit.
2: Petit Toit.
0: And uh, I now I didn't get crazy adventurous because they're known for their French omelette. And I had this French omelette and I may have gone back a second time this week. I'm not <laughs> sure. I can't what? remember. It's all been a blur. Best omelet I've ever had in my life.
2: French omelette. So what's the difference between French and normal?
0: Just technique, just how they cook it. Okay. The the finished product's a little different. What's inside? uh, All they do with this is like this herb cheese. Like the kind of the spreadable herb cheese that maybe you'd put on a cracker or something. Yes. Yeah, they put some of that on the inside.
2: And it's a perfect, like... Almond, you know how with omelets, with almonds, with omelets, it's a good, it's hard to cook correctly. Uh-huh.
0: Omelets are tough, yeah.
2: So this was cooked.
0: It's perfect. It's wow. all technique. It all has to do with the temperature of the pan and then on the heat and off the heat and how they how they care for it and fold it. And, and it was just so good.
2: Oh, my gosh. Did you have a nice cup of coffee with it, too? No,
0: no I didn't have a cup of coffee. With
2: I, an omelet?
0: Yeah, I'm not a coffee guy.
2: I know, but I think at French cafes, mm. I feel like their coffee is, like, above Probably. and beyond yeah. everything.
0: Yeah, I had a, uh, you know what I did have with it? What? I had a uh, uh, hard apple cider. Ooh. <sighs> it's delicious.
2: Ooh, I like that cider. But, Interesting. yeah,
0: I, I kind of want to go back to Petit Trois and try some of the other stuff. I've had the omelet once or twice. Twice. I went back okay, two days so later. You, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, where you went to lunch. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> But they have some other stuff that looks great. They have this uh, sandwich they're known for. I always mispronounce Croque-Mazur. Uh, Croque-Mazur.
2: Hmm. Croque You're asking the wrong uh lady. It's
0: basically a, a really good ham and cheese sandwich, but then they take like bechamel sauce and more cheese and put it on top of the sandwich and then, and then melt it again. Mm. So it's like a ham and cheese sandwich that's been covered in more cheese, melted cheese. You have to eat it with a fork. It's you like
2: have- a grilled cheese, but better. Yeah.
0: And then they have the the that's the croque mazur, and then they have the croc and I'm sure I am mispronouncing it, but they also have the croc madame, madame, okay. madame, which is the same thing but with an egg on top.
1: Ooh. So they have that.
0: They have uh, steak frites, just steak and fries. It looks great. They have uh, escargot. I've never Ooh. had escargot. Never had snails. I have. I've
2: had escargot. It's delicious. Yeah. yeah. Oh I, my I've gosh! I always wanted to try it. I've never yes. never tried that. But
0: anyway, so either Korean barbecue, Filipino barbecue, or French.
2: Wow. So, okay. So those are our options. Yeah.
0: I'll, I'll decide probably the morning of.
2: Okay. Like I like that. it. Yeah. I, I've i learned a lesson with you, Boo Boo, mm-hmm. that, you know, I shouldn't plan the food portion. Yeah. You know, there was that eggplant barbecue situation one time. That wasn't on your birthday, but oh, like yeah. I got you barbecue at a vegan place it wasn't. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then one one birthday, you
0: took me to uh, the Rusty Nail or somewhere, which was fine down in Long Beach. Remember? Oh Seal Beach. God.
2: That was last Was that last no, year? No, that,
0: that was when we were living in Long Beach. Two years ago. So that was probably two or three years ago.
2: Oh, I remember and that. And it was good. The but Rusty just, Pelican. The Rusty Pelican. It was <laughs> the worst meal. I thought that place was, like, super nice. It's on the water. And for some reason, I just thought, oh, the food, I didn't really look up the food. Yeah, that's... And what was it? more of a fish house than...
0: Yeah, which I love. I love <laughs> a good fish house, but this was just,
1: eh, yeah.
0: nowhere I would have picked. I know. Birthday lunch, but that's okay. all right. Well,
2: I appreciate the pay. effort. I try. But yeah,
0: yeah, I pick, you pay. How about that?
2: Yay! That's a pretty good... Sounds good. Sounds good.
1: Combo.
0: <laughs> uh, also ate some more great food this week. Ooh. I finally went to Sugarfish <gasps> and had some great sushi. Sugarfish. Sugarfish, this place in L.A. They got a few of them. There's one in New York. There's a couple, at least, in L.A., maybe maybe three or four in L.A. But uh, everybody I've known, I've been out here 11 years, and I've had so many, oh, you got to try Sugarfish, you got to try. And prior to us going to Nobu in Vegas, I think it was about a year ago.
2: Yeah, my birthday. Was that your birthday, or was yes. that
0: our uh, delayed uh, honeymoon?
2: Oh, Delayed honey. I, nope. I, I don't remember. know. Anyway, eh, something.
0: Prior to going to Nobu, I had never had good sushi. I like sushi, but I've always had just grocery store sushi or buffet sushi. And I didn't know what great sushi was till I went to <laughs> Nobu. You all right there, buddy? Charlie's doing something weird. <laughs> He's doing jumping jacks. He's <laughs> but uh this was like on par with Nobu. It was I mean, Nobu was a little fancier and a little pricier, but as far as, like, just everyday functional sushi, yeah. this was insane. Oh, my gosh. And I went in, sat at the counter by uh-huh. myself. Uh-huh. A lot of people don't like to go and dine in by themselves. I prefer it. Yeah, you of course. Know, I, I know.
2: It's a job. You, you know, go in and.
0: I, I got to focus. I'm not here to chit-chat. I'm here to eat. Mm-hmm. So I sat at the, uh not a bar, but it was basically set up like a bar. So they got, like, the tables, when then they had the counter you know, just like a bar. So I sat at the counter by myself. Ooh. And a few minutes later, this these two young ladies sit next to me. And, you know, I'm a married man. I'm not eyeballing ladies. But I couldn't help Good but job. notice that this gal next to me looks so familiar. And I knew her face, but I didn't know her name. It was um, Jenna Ortega.
2: <gasps> From Wednesday. Wednesday Addams. Which I have not oh seen. And gosh. I don't
0: know much about Jenna Ortega. I had to look up her name. But I just know... She was net because you see those billboards all over town the last several months. That whenever that show hit a few months ago, there was yeah. just billboards everywhere with, her, with oh. her face on it. And I was like, Oh, that's that gal, that's Wednesday Adams. So she and another gal sat right next to me and they had sushi as well. Oh my gosh. And, um, but yeah, oh, Sugarfish was great. It was. So. Been eating a lot.
2: I'm so glad. <laughs> well, it's before your birthday. It's getting there. I know. It's fun mm-hmm. to treat yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of you. Been cooking a lot. You've been cooking some dope stuff.
0: Cooking stuff I've never cooked before. I've been so inspired by the uh, Petit toit and my new love of French food. I made uh, my first French dish the other day. I made us beef bourguignon.
2: It was so good, you guys. It was pretty damn good. It was a stew of love, is what it was.
0: Yeah, it was like fancy uh, French beef stew. Whew, man, it was cooked with wine, with oh red wine. Oh,
2: boy. It was delicious. You liked
0: it? Oh, so good. I mean, it was, it was pretty good.
2: And yesterday, you did some, your own Korean barbecue. Yeah, did
0: a little uh, Korean uh, short rib, marinated Korean short rib. Cook that. Uh, we had a nice steak the other night.
2: I mean, I'm going to be huge, you yeah, guys. That's yeah. it. That's it. I'm going to be huge.
0: I'm cooking a lot. I might cook some uh, oxtails today. <gasps> oh, Jamaican gosh. stewed oxtails. I'm, I'm on a rampage. I'm I out know. of control.
2: You're a cooking beast.
0: So it's been a good food week for me.
2: I'm so glad. Uh, yeah. How you doing? Boo, I'm good. I know. Um, Did you want to talk about... I know. I'm so sorry. Yeah, real quick. Man, I'm
0: getting tired of doing this. But uh, had two buddies die the last couple weeks. Uh, About two weeks ago, um, I'm not pretending to be super tight with this guy, but I worked with him several times. We shared a comedy condo one time together for a whole weekend. Got to know him a little bit. Really nice guy. Really funny guy. A guy named Ron Sexton passed away. Uh, Maybe better known for his uh, character he does, uh, Donnie Baker used to do this character it was just so funny just this kind of clueless redneck dude oh yeah you should Donnie me Baker some. and he's got what <laughs> i love he he does like the high southern accent the kind of the the what do they call that in bluegrass the high lonesome sound where it's real nasally Donny baker <laughs> but he was a uh, donnie baker was a frequent guest on the bob and tom radio show which is uh, nationally syndicated out of indianapolis and they're great to comedians they've they've had comedians on there for years but he was kind of staple on that show and had a good stand-up career, just one of these kind of road dogs, been around for a while, and just super funny dude and such a nice guy. But, yeah, he, he passed away about a week and a half ago of a heart attack at 52.
2: Oh, my gosh.
0: Then yesterday, I get news that another buddy, um, Zach Slusher. Zach was a comedian and podcaster and chef, owned a mm. food truck, uh, guy out of Arkansas, and uh, I've stayed at his house about 10 years ago, I did, like, a 10-week run where I was just out for, well, 10 weeks. But spent about four nights with Zach at his house and his lovely dogs. He had, like, these three dogs and just just a great dude, just solid, just salt of the earth, just regular dude, big heart, just great personality, um, you know, amateur comedian where we're, we're, we're Ron Sexton slash Donnie Baker was a seasoned professional comedian. Zach was very funny, but I don't think he would have considered himself a professional comedian. Um, but he was a comedian who then segued into uh, food. He he opened a food truck called The Witching Hour. And he even had a uh, Boogie Monster-related item on there. He had the uh, Chicago Mothman oh. hot dog. He was a big fan of the Boogie Monster. And uh, just a really great dude. Fucking something happened and he got in a car wreck and passed away. My a Couple nights ago, I I'm don't I don't so know any sorry. of the details, but uh, yeah. And then of course, just a few months ago, you know, we talked about my buddy Jacob. I'm just tired of friends dying, so if you all could stop doing that, that would be great.
2: Oh but my gosh, I'm so sorry. Not to
0: bum anybody out up top, but I uh, just want to give a shout out to Ron Sexton and Zach Schlesher. Uh two Rest great dudes. Rest in peace, you yeah, beautiful. Gone too early. Man. Zach was uh, younger than me. I mean, not that you know, it was a medical related thing with a car wreck, but if I had to guess, Zach was probably late thirties really yeah maybe oh 40 gosh
2: yeah so oh i'm yeah. so sorry yeah man it's uh all the love to their families and yeah. friends and oh that's so hard yeah so dang dude
0: anyway other than that i'm doing great <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry <to laughs> bring us down so how not are you not laughing
2: boo i'm great yeah okay um Also, I'm so sorry to their families, and I don't mean to be like, Mm -hmm. anyway, I saw Barbie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But anyway, I saw Barbie, and wow, wow, wow.
0: You loved it. Loved it. You ain't shut up about it. I
2: can't stop. (laughs) I'm obsessed with Greta Gerwig now. I think we should be best friends. Margot Robbie is wonderful. The whole cast, the whole set design, everything was just so fun and it was just happy, and it was just like, I can't, like, it, everything looked like candy, like all the sets, and it was just so cool, and really poignant and beautiful. It made me cry a couple times. I was, you know, hormonal, but still, <laughs> it made me cry in a good way. Yeah? Because, yeah, it's we're all equal, and we're all Barbies and Kens, you know, in a good way. Uh-huh. There's a lot of gender stuff and play with it but i thought it was great and well done and i don't know i just I, think people should treat people like people We're i all heard the same
0: i heard a negative re- review from some dipshit who's like it's too feminist well mm-hmm. it's called barbie <laughs> it's so, not iron man <laughs> yeah what did you think <laughs> you, you think it was gonna be mad max i mean what are we doing here of course it's probably got some feminist uh agenda to it it's a a
2: movie about barbie well it's a movie about barbie but it's also a movie about moms and daughters Mm -hmm. too and how a lot of times like i feel like in i mean daily society i've always said that or uh, no i've not always said that but i remember i'm always like why does everyone hate women so much Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's like been my (laughs) just sentence unfortunately last couple years especially yeah and i don't understand it because i am a woman I identify as a she, her, and I just feel like, why is it my business to think about <laughs> people's genitals and what they do? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not my business. And I, I don't know. I just feel, uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful job. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel like it was too feminist at all. Mm-hmm. I thought it talked about amazing things, uh, America Fiera, I believe, is Mm -hmm. she was in, I forget.
0: Yeah, she had her own show about what was Ugly Betty? Yes, Ugly Betty. Yes,
2: she's great. And then she does this amazing monologue where she says she's explaining to the Barbie people, uh, Earth and like what women are supposed to do. And it's just such a great monologue of like, we are expected to do everything but don't talk about it and we're expected to do this, but also look pretty and like the way it's said, it's so well stated, it's so funny and it's so um, encouraging and I think every woman that sees it is like, yes. And when guys see it, the ones that I'm looking at the reviews and stuff, it feels like they're mad because we're telling the truth, which is a weird thing. Hmm. (laughs) Like, why are you mad? This is true. Yeah. This stuff is happening. Yeah. But it was really cool, and I suggested to anyone. I loved it. Well, loved good. it, loved it. I went with Virgie.
0: Yeah, you went with uh, our neighbor slash friend Virgie. We
2: walked there.
0: Walked to the movie theater It was with so Virgie. fun.
2: We were, went on Tuesday. She only wanted a water, which I found interesting. Really? Virgie might be a serial killer. She water might. Water at the movie theater? Just a water. That is it. That's all she, you didn't offer to buy her some snacks? I did. I did. Not interested. Not interested. Not interested. Water only.
0: What'd you have? What kind of snacks you get into?
2: Okay, so I just stuck with my regular. I did a large Mr. Pibb diet.
0: Oh, they have diet Mr. Have, Pibb?
2: Well, okay. It's Mr. What? Pibb zero. Yeah. But it's one of those machines that I want to yeah. have for our home. Where they have where like, it's like
0: 50 like, different options. Yes, yeah. yes, yes,
2: yes. It's amazing.
0: Mr. Pibb underrated soda.
2: I mean, it's caffeinated it's too. So good. It's caffeinated, right?
0: I, th- I think all sodas are caffeinated except for like clear sodas and, and root beer.
2: Yeah, root beer is the one that's the, like, I used to think all, that all was caffeinated. All and your
0: Sprites and 7-Ups and stuff, obviously not. But yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think Mountain Dew, or I mean uh, Mr. Bibb, definitely caffeinated. Yeah, oh, it is. And it always reminded me of like, it's obviously uh, a um, counterpart to Dr. Pepper. Right. But to me, it was a little smoother. It had a little, had a little smoother taste to it.
2: See, I'm a Dr. Pepper gal.
0: I like Dr. Pepper. Through but, and through. But I think Mr. Pibb's got to be,
2: yeah. Interesting. Wow.
0: Well, maybe it's just because I can't, maybe it's harder to find. I don't see Mr. Pibb as much. Oh, okay. So when I do see it, I get excited.
2: I, You know what? Same thing happened to me. Weirdly, I was like, I've hit the Mr. Pibb button, and then they give you so many options. It's like, Mr. Pibb cherry vanilla oh, yeah. diet, or, you know, mm-hmm. ooh. Listen. No popcorn? I know, I'm sorry. No popcorn. I know. Boo. Virgie was disappointed, too. Yeah. I understand, you know, no popcorn. Not popular. It's not a popular thing. Mm-hmm. But um, I was, it was 11 a.m. I didn't really feel like popcorn, but I did get red vines.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I'm glad so, you enjoyed yeah. Barbie. Yeah, I had
2: a great time. Would I? Would I like it? I think so. Yeah, I'm open-minded. Well, no, no, no. I know you would be fine with the message. I'm just there's a musical or two okay. numbers just and break out
0: in the song and dance.
2: Well, yeah. Um
0: I've always found that interesting in musicals. I wish one time and uh, there might be cuz I don't have <laughs> I don't watch musicals. <laughs> but it would I get how like that's the point that like, you know, hey, at some point we're going to break into song and dance. But I wish the characters would address it after that scene and be like, isn't that crazy that we all knew the same song and dance? Yeah,
2: that would be great. Like, we didn't even practice it.
0: (laughs) Obviously, the actors practice it, but (laughs) I like to think that the characters didn't practice it, you know? So they're just, they're going about their day, and then all of a sudden, we're all in a choreographed dance. I would love it if a character was like, wasn't that crazy? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know you knew how to do that. I was just, I started it, and I had no idea y'all would, Join along.
2: (laughs) That would be amazing. Mm -hmm. But they don't do that, boo. Mm. It's just a genre. Mm -hmm. A genre, if you will.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I understand.
2: Well, boo, my timer went off. Uh Uh-oh. I know. Are you ready for the topic of the lifetime? Lay it on me. Okay. So, there's a new term for all the youths Uh out there, which I'm trying to, you know, I'm really trying to get into the youth brain. Gen Z, everybody.
0: Like, when you say youth- Okay. Who are you talking
2: about? I'm talking about the like people that are younger wise. than me.
0: <laughs> so anybody uh, younger than you? No,
2: no, no. I'm thinking...
0: Are you talking about children, teenagers, young, 20-somethings?
2: I'm I'm thinking the, the people that scare me when I say youths is 20-somethings. 20-somethings, okay. Which I think is Gen Z, right? Or Gen... I, I can't keep up. Okay, really? No, can't. I well, know. I don't need...
0: I'm Gen X. You're millennial. I'm so a
2: geriatric millennial.
0: But it's still under the millennial umbrella. I am. So below yep. that, or newer than that, would be Z Gen Z. Gen Z, I think. Okay.
2: Yes. Anyway, so this is the dating that I guess Gen Z is dealing with. There's uh-huh. a term now called ghost lighting dating, and it's a trend. Okay. So we have two bad things put together in a celebrity couple type of way. Remember Brad Jolina? You don't yeah. Remember, yeah. yeah i remember kind of like that it's <laughs> ghost lighting i wrote that down i thought that was clever because uh-huh. anyway okay so ghost lighting <laughs> is when you ghost somebody and you gaslight them so it's kind of a double feature mm-hmm. right so ghosting i think everyone kind of gets it it's just you disappear goodbye you mm-hmm. don't answer a text it's just walking away some people block, some people do other things, but ghosting is just, you don't say goodbye.
0: I deal with that in business, in booking, mm-hmm. trying to book stuff. I just yelled at somebody via email this morning.
2: About ghosting? to me. Like, so when is it a ghost? Like, that's my thing. When? How long do we give it?
0: Well, here's the thing, at least from the context of me trying to book, there's a lot of times I will email a club and they will just ghost me 100%, never respond. And I'm like, okay, sure. I'm not, you know, I'm not a TikToker. I get it. Right. Thank you, Zanies Nashville. Thank you, Comedy on State, for never returning a fucking email. Oh. Anyway, even though I featured there and crushed, that's neither here nor there. So that happens a lot. (laughs) But then what I got mad at this morning with another club, and I I won't throw them under the bus, I won't name them, but uh, for months we've been working on that. They did respond, but slowly. So, they're like, I'm okay. like, hey, you know, I'm going back on tour. Is this date available? After, like, three weeks, finally, yeah, that, that date's available. A week later, you know, hey, can we confirm that date? No response. <laughs> no, Two nothing. weeks later, hey, you said that's available. You want to confirm this date? Right. Let's, let's go ahead and lock this down. <laughs> About three or four emails in the course of, like, six weeks with no response. And finally, I was just like, let's just go ahead and forget it. Take me off your calendar. Like, they responded initially to be like, yeah, let's do it. But then my point is just saying, yeah, let's do it. It's not a confirmation. We still got to talk money.
1: Oh, right, What's right, your right. money deal? What do you offer? Right. Here's what I
0: expect, blah, blah, blah. So we have to work that out. Once we work out the money in agreement on that, then then it's confirmed. But we never got that far. It was just like, yeah, the date's open. Let's do it. And then for like six weeks, I was trying to confirm the money. and No response, no response, no response. And this morning I was like, you know what? I don't know. I forgot how I worded it. I said something like, I don't know where the breach of communication lies, but I've been trying to confirm this for months. I don't know why you guys don't respond. Go ahead and take me off your calendar. You're a liability at this point. Whoa. Meaning, Good job. What do you think I'm doing here, lady? Like, this is what I do for a living. I got other shows to consider. I'm trying to book dates. Let's either, let's lock it down or not, but just the, no response. And again, I always say this too. It's like, This is what you do. You're a comedy club. No? Right? This is what you do. I didn't just pull your name out of a hat and kick your door in, demand to do a comedy show. This is what you do.
2: Right. Right. And
0: you can't respond in a timely manner. Now, I get it. You're not on call. You're not a fireman. I don't expect you to drop everything and respond immediately. But four emails and six weeks later, I can't get a fucking response out of you. You know what? You're a liability. Let's just go ahead and cancel this shit.
2: So Anyway,
0: that's annoying to me on a professional level
2: I as far that. as ghosting is I, like. yes ghosting well and that's just so unprofessional you really come in contact with that a lot mm-hmm. and I what I've noticed in my you know business year of school <laughs> uh, I I noticed that people really do get back to you when you need to pay them. Oh, yeah. Real fast. Yeah. Real fast. Mm-hmm. But when you need something, uh, example, in our apartment, we've been waiting for like a work order forever. They, they sure do cash the rent checks, but they mm-hmm. don't, you know, it's the other part of the job. Yeah. That's what frustrates me. Yeah. So I guess ghosting in that way is because you're literally telling somebody like, oh, you don't matter.
0: Yeah. Well, and we've talked about this not to just keep ranting, but, you know, I've got a dear friend. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite people. Mm-hmm one of, i would say one of my best friends but at this point i don't know where our friendship lies in the fact that this goober just he ghosts me all the time all the time he I'm, ghosts I'm and we're my head. friends we're and the irony is too this is the same guy who's reached out to me several occasions wanting to borrow money Ugh. and i've been a good friend Gross. and have have loaned him money but then when I ask you something, time, and again, you're not a fireman. I don't expect, I, I, I don't expect, the, the, I know the world does not revolve around me. Okay. I don't expect you to get back to me within the minute or even the hour or even the day. But especially when it's a time sensitive thing of like, hey, we got this plan or did you still want to do this or what? The fact that you can't take three seconds and use a little bit of motor skills yeah. to just text a reply. Yeah. Tell me to fuck off. Tell yeah. me piss off. No thing what something. But this guy is supposed to be my friend and I can barely get a response out of him on like time, especially things I'm trying to help him with. A year ago, I offered to take him on tour. Right. Re- oh, right. He was, last time I talked to him yep. prior to that, he was I telling me about this. how broke he was and how bored he was and I'm like, "Well, Here's a thing that might temporarily solve both of those issues. You want to go on tour with me and make a little money and see the country? No, no fucking response.
2: None? Yeah. Okay, so did the, Did he ever respond with, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't get back to you? Not
0: until I called him out on it.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Then I sent him a, a long paragraph text, you know, hey, you're my buddy, I love you, but this is unprofessional, this is ridiculous, especially when it's time sensitive. I don't know what the hell I did to piss you off, but all I'm trying to do is help you, blah, blah, blah. And then you get, like, a day later, oh, I'm sorry, I should have responded to that. Okay, that's it? That's it? Wow, thanks. That's all. But, like, what is, it's just, and I I was about to say, is this this generation, this guy's older than me. Yeah. (laughs) Who I'm talking about. So it's not (laughs) like I'm dealing with some 19-year-old who's like, look, Grandpa, this is how we do it now. Yeah. Like, what is
2: going on with that? I think, okay, so here's, I'm going to go ahead and go the other side. I do that sometimes with my ADHD. I'll read a text and I will seriously start texting back and then get sidetracked. So that happens. Then if I, a few days later, I'll get back to it, which is rude. And I understand that. But I always apologize and I say, I'm sorry, you know. Um, But that's cost me a lot of friends Mm -hmm. and it should. I wasn't treating people with respect and I wasn't uh <laughs> I think one time I said to a friend, "Well, I know that as a friend you need me to text you back right away." And she was like, "Well, I think everyone just wants a text back, right?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> not even right away." But you know what I'm saying? Like right. whether it be friendship or even business like there's some leeway there. Like on a business email, you know, I give it a week or two, and then I follow up, you know, it's not like I'm sending you an email in the morning and then another one at night griping about how you hadn't responded yet. Like I give some leeway, right. I give you a grace period, but at some point, and also too, with friends, if I'm just saying, Hey, what's up? Okay, sure. you you know, there's, it's not time sensitive, but if we're talking, Hey, did you still want to do that thing or blah, 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 something that's time sensitive and we're friends,
2: what are you doing? So if say this, you reach out to a friend and then they say, Hey, I'm driving or something, I'll respond that's to fine. this later. Sure, but sure, I so get that's that. an acknowledgement. Absolutely. Okay, just acknowledge. Anything to yeah. not ghost. Right. You know? <laughs> well, it makes you feel so badly. And Well,
0: well and just the, the the principle of like you don't mind texting me when you need a loan. Mm-hmm. But you can't respond to my text when I'm just trying to.
2: Okay, so here's make a plan. Here's the question: Was there a read receipt on?
0: Great question. Thank you. Yes, this Goober. Oh, I, I'm assuming he doesn't realize his read receipts are on, and it's like, hey asshole, I saw that you read this six days ago. I haven't called him out on that yet because it's you know. When you find someone's tell, you don't let them know about it, you know?
2: I am such a monster. Back in my real codependent days, if the read receipts were on, I would take a screenshot, I would go to the editing tool, and I would circle the read, and then I would send it and be like, I know you read it. Mm-hmm. Like a psycho.
0: And there might be people listening who are right now calling me a hypocrite because I am definitely guilty of... And, you know, I always hate this. It just feels uncomfortable. I don't know what you would call it, fan mail, whatever. Uh. I get a lot of whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Okay? And I'm flattered, and I'm super appreciative. You know, I get 10, 15 messages a day in various platforms, and I'm guilty of reading them and not responding either soon or ever because it's – i not to sound whatever, but I – Well, no, I could, but I'm just not disciplined enough to respond to every single person that reaches out to me. Okay. But I still feel like I I try to respond to as many as I can. But my point is I have a habit of reading it and then going, okay, but I'm busy right now. I'm in line at somewhere and Mm -hmm. I read it. And then with the intention of, okay, I'll get back to this person tomorrow or this week. And then sometimes I do. And then sometimes I totally forget. Yeah. But my point is with (laughs) friends. Right. We're supposed to be friends.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: We've been friends for years. Mm -hmm. You can't spend two seconds and just respond with an emoji. Right. Give me a thumbs up. Give me an F you. Something. Right. Nothing. That's tough. Until you need something a month later and then finally you text me.
1: I hate that. And it would...
0: I, this particular case, it would be so easy for me to resolve this if it was just some dickhead I didn't care about.
2: I know, because
0: I've I've cut people out of my life before. You yeah, know? and it's just course. it's just one of those things that's unfortunate, but sometimes it has to happen. But it's like, man, I don't want to cut you out. I love this person. Mm-hmm. Like when they respond or when they're themselves, they're one of the most fun people in the world to be around. One of my favorite people. Yeah. But at what point do I f- feel like an overbearing dude harassing a woman for a date. Like, at what point do I just look (laughs) in the mirror and go, maybe this guy's not into me?
2: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. It's the same thing. I mean, yes, I think we can all ghost professionally, Mm -hmm. in friendships, and in dating relationships. And I think, yeah, I mean, I've been ghosted by a dear, dear friend. I had a friend, and I, we were, like, Sisters. It was just like... Do I know this person? Uh, Yeah, you do. But it was years and years ago, and she was my roommate, and I moved out because I got a, like, week notice to leave, and I had to... Anyway, it all happened for the best. So I chose to distance myself from her because it was a codependent friendship. It just wasn't right. And also, I was super depressed, and she just kind of got rid of me, like... And it's not her fault. I was in a bad place. I was crying a lot. You know, depression's hard. And I was drinking a bunch. So I wasn't like the funnest hang, Mm -hmm. which I totally get. But I would have just so appreciated a sit down or like a talk of like, hey, you're really a lot for me right now. Can we just, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like just, I'm your friend. But instead, I, I understood the ghosting in a way. And... In about five or six months later, I was doing great. I this was after you know New Orleans. I, mm-hmm. I was drinking. No, I wasn't drinking. I stopped drinking after New Orleans. I was going to Barry's boot camp. I was just finding my own way hiking. And this person comes out of the woodwork and is like, Hey, can I meet up with you? I wanted to have a conversation. And I was all about at that summer, I was like, say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. So I met her. And she apologized and she took accountability and was like, I just, you know, and explained to me what happened. I was, you know, and it was what I thought I was depressed and a mess and blah, blah, blah. And it was a good conversation. Um, and I did feel like she wanted our friendship back to where it was. And I, I think this was just my, probably my ego, probably my insecurities and everything. I just was like, no, you don't get to have space in my life anymore i didn't say that to her i Mm -hmm. just said yeah we could be acquaintances and i'll be nice if i see you but i i I don't you know i don't have a room any anymore and it's but that was with a friend and i remember just feeling like heartbroken you know like Mm -hmm. just being ignored being ignored is the worst because i want to be seen hello Mm -hmm. Leo. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I can't... Have you ever been ghosted regarding dating? Like, back in the day? Did you just ever? I'm sure
0: you ghosted <laughs> Yes,
2: I did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sure you definitely ghosted uh, me. I blocked
2: you a lot. And mm-hmm. then I would unblock you and then block you again. I was a jerk.
0: Other than you, I don't think so. Okay. And even that, I think, is a little different. Or not different, but maybe... Hmm. I get a woman who has multiple guys asking her out and hitting on her. I, I totally get a woman's perspective of like, ugh.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm just, I don't have the energy to get back to this knucklehead.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, it,
0: it's all context, you know. And, also, and I, yeah. I, I get that. Yeah. But in terms of just platonic friendship or, or anything business related, it's just so disrespectful to not at least acknowledge communication. Yeah. That's... Because my point is, like, I, I, I'm not asking you. I know sometimes you may not have an hour on, on no notice to just sit and have an impromptu conversation right? via the phone or coffee shop or whatever. It takes two seconds to text an emoji or a will yeah. call you later or piss off. or so. The fact that I keep going back to my example with my buddy, the fact that this is a friend who I've known for 17 years. and you can't (laughs) respond with an emoji or something two seconds you can't respond
2: now i find it interesting because i think what there's there's a thing called avoidance like an avoidance attachment and when you're i think something like that but anyway uh you when you get stressed or super sad there's the avoidant personalities i get that just want to hide in a hole and not respond. Now, that's not normal or good, but if somebody's depressed and going through something, you know, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of the grace period you give them.
0: Yes. Um, and I understand that, and I've even acknowledged that. This guy.
2: <laughs> you've done it all.
0: Yes. This guy, <laughs> I even said, hey, man, I understand depression. <laughs> I understand addiction. He's, I think, admitted to struggling with both. Yeah. I get all that. But at what point? Yeah. You got to hold yourself accountable eventually.
2: Well, it's interesting because so ghost lighting is not only are you ghosting somebody, but when, so in this context, people come back to you. So when they come back is when they gaslight. So they'll ghost you, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they'll resurface, and then they will make it your fault that you that they disappeared
0: or carry on as if nothing happened. Exactly, that's what this guy does. Ever, you know, when he does finally, it, that's the point. It's not in response to me. He'll a month or two will go by, and he will initiate. Hey, did you see such and such documentary? <laughs> I'm like, you just gonna we just gonna <laughs> gloss over the fact that you've been ghosting me for a month. Yeah. Sure, no, man. Great documentary. Yeah. Or, you know, hey, can I borrow 200 bucks? and can you send it to this strange woman's PayPal?
2: Oh, God.
0: Really? <laughs> you, th- th- this happened. That's a true story. <laughs> Ghosted me for months and then out of nowhere, hey, can you send $200, this lady's thing? Uh, sure, buddy. Wow. Whatever you need me to do to help pay wow. your sex worker bill. Anyway. I know. But that annoys me. the When they finally do surface, they just carry on as if nothing's happened. Right. You're not going to acknowledge, because that's gaslighting, and it's insulting to my intelligence. Right. Like, oh, what?
2: Huh? I think it's interesting because we don't want to be in trouble. I think a lot of, for me at least as well, I'm always like, I don't want to be in trouble with my friends. And I know that sounds weird, but that's probably my upbringing and, weirdness coming out. But with with gaslighting, and I know that word is used a lot. So I want to go ahead and just let's go ahead and uh, debunk it real quick. Uh, It is not just something you throw around gaslighting is extremely manipulative. And this is somebody that's telling you that your reality is not true. Yeah. So the phrases are you're overreacting. I was just joking. You're too sensitive. Don't be so negative. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these things, and God bless my dad, but he had a lot of this. And I grew up being like, you're too sensitive, Katie. You're too sensitive. You need to get thicker skin. You need to get thicker skin. And I honestly don't, I, I just remember being like, I don't know how to get thicker skin. Can we
0: meet in the middle? Yeah. Can I do a little bit better and maybe you also not be such an asshole?
2: Right. But it wasn't even that, it was just get better. Mm-hmm. But in no in a vague mm-hmm. weird way. And that's what I've noticed with gaslighting when I'm doing this research stuff. Uh it's it's very vague. Mm-hmm. All the all the stuff is just what? I don't know, you know, you get specific.
0: I'm sorry you feel that way. Well, I feel that way based on your (laughs) shitty behavior. That's why I feel this way. I love that one. I'm sorry you feel that way. No, I'm sorry you behave that way.
2: Well, dating is hard too because with all the apps and all that crap, I mean, it would be hard to keep up. Like you're saying, people reaching out to you as a fan, you can't even get back. You know what I mean? And imagine the numbers of people swiping and all that. So you kind of have to take it with, when i when i was dating it was almost like a game like you want the roster but you gotta you know it's just this very weird thing that ladies are taught but i i want to go ahead and say this to everyone you are a prize to be won men women whomever Mm -hmm. everybody you're a prize and if you treat yourself like that then cool you won't even be bothered by somebody ghost lighting you Mm -hmm. so it says, to be specific, if somebody ghosted you and then comes back and is like, oh, I'm sorry, I just, whatever, you know, it's an excuse, or where did you go? I haven't talked to you in forever. I
0: get that a lot. Haven't heard from you in a while.
2: Haven't heard from you. I uh, haven't
0: heard from you either. Phone, bar- phone works both ways.
2: Right. So, it's it's interesting, because then that is gaslighting. I haven't heard from you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting and passive aggressive and with text messaging we don't know really tone it's just so much right so i think just getting back to somebody (laughs) is good and even acknowledging like liking the comment or whatever but i think the ghost lighting is interesting because i feel like in regards to my situation i'm just going to go back to dating world when a guy doesn't contact you mm-hmm. or, you know, ghost you, my generation was taught, he's just not that into you. Mm-hmm. He's just not that into you. Get over it. Keep going. And that there was a book called it, you know, He's Just Not That Into You, the smash hit movie. I know
0: the guy who wrote that book, by the way. Do you really? Yeah, comedian, great <gasps> parents.
2: Is he amazing? Yeah,
0: he's a great dude, funny and, guy. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah. yay, that makes me happy. Anyway, so that was kind of my generation, so we didn't have ghosting or ghost lighting, But when people would come back, you know, like, hey, how's it going? You do feel like a second tier player. Like, Mm -hmm. you're just like, what? Like, why? You ignored me and now what? You're bored? Yeah. No, thank you. But sometimes if you really have feelings for somebody, you're like, okay, let's give it a shot again. Mm -hmm. But to me, do you think this would be a person that just does this? Ghost and then gaslight. Like, don't you think that there's just certain people, like personality types, that just enjoy doing this? Of course,
0: of course. I, yeah, I think there's some people who consciously do it mm-hmm. as, a, as a device, mm-hmm. as a strategy. Mm-hmm. And then I also think there are people that are just maybe forgetful. Right. But that's my point, is like, at some point, eventually, can you, you know, within reason, can yeah. you respond in somewhat of a timely manner? To those people. But yeah, the people who are strategizing and, and doing it on purpose, as far as like,
2: ugh. Yeah, I like, mean, there was that book, what was that for dudes uh, called The Game? Yeah, I've never. Or whatever. I'm it's like this that. huge, like, encyclopedia of how to play mind games. Yeah, the what ladies. is all that? Awful. Um, I think also, I just want to go ahead and say ghost lighting will make you feel the following things. If you feel doubt and question yourself, you wonder if you're too sensitive. They're making it seem like it wasn't that much time, but you feel like it was. Whenever you question your, like, real inner feelings, it's like, wait, no. Why am I being manipulated, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And so it says to be specific. So if somebody reaches out to you after ghosting you and then coming back and being like, hey, haven't heard from you in a while. Well, I actually texted you May 5th. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I I wish you a happy Cinco de Mayo and you you didn't respond. So why? Question mark. Or, you know, get Mm -hmm. really specific. Or just be honest and be like, hey, I don't like the way you treated me. Sorry, I don't have room for you. Bye. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just you can be nice and also allow boundaries to come into play. Yeah. You know, because it's not nice. Like, how, how do these younger generations do this? Like, if someone ghosts you, do you reach out to them?
0: I think it's just all rooted in lack of accountability. It's mm-hmm. just easier to just ignore, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, sure, again, all context, depending on what the situation is, a woman who's inundated with date requests, you know, sure, right. I get that. But, like, if we're friends, if we're... If there's already been a a line of communication established. Yeah. You know, especially if we're talking about a specific thing, whether it be a business thing or, you know, a social engagement or whatever. The fact that, like, hey, I'm waiting on your response because I need your answer. I need your input. Right. You know, it's not just, hey, how's it going? Even that, you know, I'm saying. But, like, especially when there's something at play here, something at stake Yeah. And to me, it all, I think why it annoys me so much is it funnels back to the concept of wasting people's time. Right. Don't waste people's time, either on a social level, business level. Like, and by not responding to something time sensitive, you are wasting my time. I'm spending time, for example, not to always bring it back to booking, but like the reason I need you to respond to this booking request is because I got other dates pending. Based on your date. If it's a no, that's fine, but let me know that so I can now reach out to other venues to book that specific date. But by keeping me hanging on, you're fucking with my shit, man.
2: Yeah, professionally.
0: And this always happens. Every time I have something like this happen, like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm tentative. I got a date pending in Detroit on this date. Well, most of the time... While I'm waiting on them to confirm, sometimes somebody else will reach out for that exact date and I'll have to be like, no, thank you, but no thanks. I can't do that date because I had this date penciled in for Detroit. Right. And then then Detroit never happens. So not only am I missing out on our date that we were working on, I'm now, I've since told other dates, no thank you. Right. Because I thought I had a date with you. And then ultimately that goes kaput. Now and then by the time I go back to the other date and be like, oh, actually I am available. Like, sorry, we've we've already booked it. So it's like you're getting screwed twice.
2: Yeah, no, that's. I think you're right. Time is so precious, and I think ghost ghost lighting is just like another thing. Another way of saying you're they're not there's not enough space for you in this person's life right now. It doesn't matter why who what where when why I think also but going back to that if they're going through a hard time and come back into your life and are like hey my somebody you know someone's in the hospital or I've been really depressed or you know hey I'm sorry that to me is oh okay you, sure. We you're can welcome work with back. That. We yeah. can work with you. You're that. welcome into my life. I'm yeah. not I'm going to be nervous. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be cautiously optimistic, but okay. Yeah. Sure. But I think just coming back and being like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah. You know, the party's over. Yeah. You the party left. Like there's no party. Please don't knock on my door. I can't I, I don't have room for you.
1: Yeah.
2: And and I don't know how to say that nicely to somebody. I really don't.
0: And going back to the text thing, it's one thing to do that in person. Like, hey, I called you a month ago, and you never responded. And then I see you at the coffee shop, and you're like, hey, long lost buddy, blah, blah, blah. But with a text thread, you know, when I send you a text, and you don't respond for months, Mm -hmm. and then finally you get in touch with me because you need something, it's like there's a – digital paper trail right in front of you there you right. want to scroll back up and look at all the times you ignored me
2: well you know you it's, know, it's just so insulting a lot of people just delete it so i remember oh, having for that reason a real toxic human in my life um and they would just say the worst things and then delete it, the whole chain so when i would be like wait a minute you said this horrible thing no i didn't well, actually, I have a receipt. Yeah. I took a screenshot, yeah. and here you go. You may have
0: deleted it, but I didn't.
2: I didn't. And honestly, and I know that sounds weird, but in my head, that helps so much because I have different files in my head of people, right? And there's the sparkly people and the great people and everyone in my life that I want to give 100% love and attention to, right? Now, you can only do so much. You don't have a million people in your life, but you have that small group group right and I think with that if somebody knows you're in the small group you know it's like you kind of owe that person an explanation Mm -hmm. and you owe taking accountability so hard especially for people that That are emotionally unintelligent Mm -hmm. because that's what gaslighting sounds like they're just projecting your crap on you and trying to get control over you and ghosting is also disrespectful (laughs) so it's almost like two things that are disrespectful and why would you want to surround yourself with somebody like that Mm -hmm. and maybe the timing isn't right but guess what like if they come back into your life like they better be pursuing Mm -hmm. they better be calling you every day they better be sending you flowers they better be you know what i mean because you're the prize to be won and this person realizes okay some time has gone by crap i really messed this up Mm -hmm. Maybe that could be why people go slight. I don't know. I don't know. But I do know that we can be kind to each other and figure it out. And if you're honest with somebody, like, have a conversation. Like, yeah, this friendship's a lot. I'm sorry. I can't give you the emotional bandwidth right now. But I love you. And yeah. let's, let's, you know, keep being acquaintances. Yeah. And that's a hard conversation to yeah. hear and to say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm still working on that myself. Yeah,
0: yeah. This seem definitely is a uh, 21st century issue. Like I can't imagine. I mean, I'm sure there was a version of this back in the day, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, what would?
2: It would just be eight years ago.
0: Just yeah, just not answering the home phone calls.
2: Yeah, the home phone calls. Like mm-hmm. phone calls are a big deal. I was uh, there's this book called The Rules, which is. It says, The Rules, and I remember the cover, Time-Tested Secrets to Capturing Mr. Right. And it's about, basically, it's silly, but you wait three days to call the guy back, or, Mm -hmm. you know, you you are elusive and busy and in your own life. But how (laughs) I took that book was, oh, I just need to love myself, figure out, let my freak flag fly, Mm -hmm. and whoever's meant to be for me, It's going to, I'm going to be doing hopefully my best life. And then maybe they'll meet me on the same vibration. But if not, it's just work and it feels hard. It's supposed to be effortless. Yeah. You know, right?
0: I wonder if this is all connected to like just our or or younger generation's affinity for text or email Mm -hmm. in terms of, I wonder, I've thought about this, like the guy I'm keep ranting about, like, I should just start calling him. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure he's not going to pick up, but at least, I don't know.
2: Yeah, calling. I'm not a good texter. Mm-hmm. I'm a gift giver. I love giving a nice gift. But yeah, texting's hard for me. I've been, I've been bad at that for sure.
0: But like the fact that it seems like this day and age... The good old fashioned phone call is almost an antiquated device.
2: Oh, yeah. If somebody calls you, it's like, why am I in trouble? Uh-huh. Who is this? What? Yeah.
0: Like now you have to make appointments. You have to t- <laughs> you have to make appointments to make a phone call. It's I, so I've true. actually texted, I've had people text me and vice versa, like, hey, when's a good time to talk on the phone? Whereas 30, 50 years ago, you just pick up the phone, and call somebody, and if they're home, they're home, and if they're not, they're not. But like.
2: An answering machine. Mm-hmm. So those were dope. Yeah. yeah uh landlines for the kiddos that are listening
0: (laughs) but i wonder uh, it'd be an interesting sociological study as far as just the art of the phone call
2: yeah the art of the phone call because well and a lot of people are verbal processors like me and extroverts right so phone calls are awesome it's like let's call let's chat yay but i think introverts love texting because it's like okay here's all my thoughts um you can always kind of tell when an introvert's texting versus an extrovert because i will just like i'll send you 27 messages all yeah, separately like that's hey how's it going <laughs> oh my gosh i just read this and i know that's annoying but like you i've noticed and i i don't know if you're an extra or an introvert. i haven't decided but you'll put it all in a big paragraph yeah. <laughs> and you know it's it's like this beautiful sonnet and i'll just be like gif a gif emoji here's barbie floating well, it's just
0: patience you know like, yeah. let me
2: <laughs> let me
0: convey all my points in one message rather than just kind of in real time stream of conscious oh and another thing and another thing yeah. and another thing you know
2: and that's why phone calls are great mm-hmm. for people that are and another thing and another thing mm-hmm. and another thing and i i do understand scheduling phone calls in a way it's neat because then you're like okay it, remember in Seinfeld when George had a list of how, what he would talk to? <laughs> yeah, bullet to his points. Parents. Yeah,
0: <laughs> he goes, I like need notes.
2: He needs notes to talk to his parents yeah. on the phone. But I, I think also we grew up in a phone generation. Mm-hmm. A lot of people did not. That phone calls do seem antiquated and weird. And maybe there's a voice memo, or there's always different options. But yeah, communication it, it's hard, and it's hard to figure out. It's hard to figure out tone with text, too. Of course, yeah. And and I know, and I wish I was better at that. I wish there was a tone, like a tone font, if you will.
0: Yeah, different font for different inflections.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Emoji at the end, I don't know.
0: But like, and let's speculate, and I know it's not always great to speculate, but if, <laughs> if my buddy was here right now and I were to ask him, hey, why do you do what you do? Why do you ghost me? I mean, what do you think his answer would be?
2: I don't know. I just, I think his answer would be, I don't know. Like, I cause I to, don't yeah. think a, an emotionally intelligent person would say, I don't think somebody that was emotionally intelligent would do that. Mm-hmm. And then if they were in a bad place and are now doing better, they would own up to it and be like, yeah, I really don't know, man, I'm trying to work on that. And thank you for, you know, like I, instead of just giving up on people, why don't we why don't we expect the best and maybe we'll get the best. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a good way of thinking about it and being like, hey, this is how I work. Golden rule. I always yeah. go
1: back
0: to the golden rule. Just it doesn't mean you got to be perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. No one's perfect, but I try to treat people the way I would like to be treated.
2: Right. And it's
0: it doesn't mean it's perfect, but it just means
2: but that takes you re- knowing yourself mm-hmm. and that takes confidence. And that takes a lot of like self work really yeah. in a way.
0: And the lack of accountability just, it makes it worse. We've talked about this in the past with somebody in your life. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. strike one was your terrible behavior. Sure. That alone is enough right. to like really be a, a serious issue. But strike two is the fact that you never own up to it Mm -hmm. or you never hold yourself accountable. Or like we said earlier, the fact that when you do contact, you just gloss right over whatever the previous shitty behavior was. Like, to me, that makes it so much worse.
2: It's interesting because I think I was always taught, move on. We're Mm -hmm. moving forward. We're moving forward. But you can't move forward if the... If the engine's broken, it's like, no, you broke the engine yesterday. We have
0: to fix the engine. Let's
2: fix it. Mm -hmm. And I think people just say, move forward, move forward, because they're embarrassed. And they probably do know deep down that they did something wrong, but it's much easier to just keep going, push it under the rug, under Mm -hmm. the rug, under the rug. And then it just gets bigger and bigger, the mound under the rug, you know? So, yeah, it's hard because you want to procrastinate on something difficult. I don't want to talk to a friend and be vulnerable and say, like, sorry, I just, I've been sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I that's
0: understandable. Tell me you're sad. I yeah, get that. Yeah. But, I, I understand that. that but it's
2: kind of shame to it. And it's like, ugh, I don't want to just seem like I'm an asshole. So I might as well just, eh. But you're right. I'm not too busy. To send an emoji yeah, or a, it
0: takes two seconds. It takes two seconds. It Takes two seconds to send two it seconds. seconds. But like going back to the previous thing, like actually, it's I guess it's a three tier thing, you know. Just using the example of a person in your life from the past that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. But like, okay, strike one, you did or said something terrible. Mm-hmm. Strike two, not only did you not acknowledge it or apologize or own up to it, that's strike two. But strike 3 is you somehow spin it to make it seem that I'm the person at fault. That's I'm ghost the villain, lighting, yep. Like wow, that is uh that is a triple header of bullshit right there. It like really the strike is. 1 was bad enough, but then strike 2 no accountability, strike three, oh, now what you've spun it to now it's my fault. Right. Holy shit.
2: Yeah, that's and here's here's what I would like to say when people do this that's their MO. That's how they move through the world, right? So if this, then what else? How else do they move through the world if this is a consistent pattern? And that's what kind of scares me. I'm not trying to judge that person, but based on past behaviors, oh, this is just what you do. And, and confronting them, putting a mirror up and being like, look at yourself, they're not going to. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a really hard time being like, oh, okay. Like you're never going to get I'm so sorry, but maybe you will. But a lot of people are just so emotionally stunted that they really do think they're right. They really do think that incident happened. And even if they know in the beginning it was wrong, they've taught themselves the narrative of like, no, I'm right. I'm right. Mm -hmm. They're wrong. They're wrong. They're wrong. And it just becomes their truth. Yeah. Which is scary. Yeah. Oh, and the buzzer goes off. Look out now! Wow! Watch out now! So yeah, ghost lighting—it's a thing. Um, all my daters out there and people that are just friends. Let's be better. Mm-hmm. Let's be kinder to each other, or just be honest and and move on. You yeah. don't have to have everybody in your life that you date, but let them let them go gently mm-hmm. into the wild.
1: <laughs>
0: Well, thank you, boo. That was very informative.
2: Oh, yes. You are welcome, boo.
0: Good stuff. Oh, Uh, my
2: goodness. Do you have any plugs, boo?
0: Any word of mouth? Oh, word of mouth. Watch anything?
2: Listen to anything? Anything good? Okay. So, yes. I am obsessed Mm -hmm. with the Barbie soundtrack. Okay. Now, I know I told you I didn't want the record. Yeah, I I almost
0: picked up the record for you the other day, but I wasn't sure.
2: Uh, Been listening to Uh it. It's just everything. Yeah? On my iPhone. (laughs) I music, yeah. <laughs> not that they need a plug, but uh, it's fun. Yeah. They send you stuff every day, <laughs> so I'm into the Barbie soundtrack, yeah. and it's kind of fun summer tunes. Get into it.
0: Any bangers on there? Any songs that stick out?
2: Uh, yeah, Lizzo. Hello, Lizzo? she sings Pink or Barbie. It's the first one. Okay, it's the first. It's Lizzo. You I guys, know. come on, come there on. Boo! Any word of mouth from you? Yeah, it's been a while since
0: uh, we've plugged uh, comedian. But uh buddy of mine Tom Thakar has a new special out. Ooh. Tom is a very funny dude. Uh last name T H A K K A R. Pretty sure he pronounces it Thakar or is it I think it, maybe the H is silent. I think it's Takar. But he has a new special called Takar Noir as in like a play on a oh, that's cool. Noir. Remember Trickar? Yes. I used to rock Dr- Really? Oh yeah, like 8th grade. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, that's so hilarious. Splash a little
0: of that on me. But uh, Tom's a very funny dude. Uh, originally, or at least he started comedy in Bloomington, Indiana. I would uh, go do the club there years ago and uh, meet all the, the young up-and-comers in uh, Bloomington. And Tom was definitely uh, one of the bright stars back in the day. He has now turned into a fantastic headliner in his own right. And I believe this is his first special. Uh, Takar Noir. Again, that's uh, Tom T H A K K A R. He used to go by Tom Brady. Oh, I think um, uh, my I think Thakkar is his father's name, and I, I I don't know what their deal was, but uh, Brady was his mom's maiden name or whatever. But he used to go by Tom Brady, and then just eventually got annoyed with obviously another.
2: Right. the guy has the Tom right. Brady there's a different moniker. Tom Brady. But, Haven't uh, heard of him. <laughs> yeah, Tom
0: Takar, uh, very funny dude. Takar Noir, mm-hmm. uh, available on uh, YouTube. And uh, probably, I'm sure there's an audio version streaming wherever you stream audio, but uh, check out the YouTube special. Very funny dude, great dude, very funny dude. And uh, check out Tom Takar. So there you go, Takar Noir.
2: Takar Noir. Mm-hmm.
0: And then uh, as far as plugs, going out on the road in a couple of weeks. Taking a very funny, very beautiful, young, uh, talented comedian out with me uh, to open the shows.
2: Uh, And me. He's taking me as well. (laughs) Um, You are who I'm talking
0: about. (laughs) Katie's joining me on the road. Let's go through some dates real quick. All these dates available at dumbdavestone.com. August 16th, Wilmington, North Carolina. August 17th, Columbia, South Carolina. August eighteenth, Charleston, South Carolina. You've never been to Charleston, have you?
2: No. Oh, you're gonna love
0: it. Charleston's beautiful.
2: Oh, Southern Charm cast. Hopefully, I see them all.
0: August nineteenth, Savannah, Georgia. August twentieth, Jacksonville, Florida. August twenty third, Tampa, Florida. Uh, August twenty fourth, Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, August twenty fifth. Oh, the Panama City show's been canceled. DIY comedy, baby. Uh, mm. The uh, the venue got sold.
1: So, yeah, oh, uh, oh, what weird. was
0: going to do a Panama City show on the 25th. That's been canceled, so um, don't worry about that. Uh, 26th of August, we're in Pensacola. Uh, 27th, uh, we wrap it up in Mobile, Alabama. Again, Woo! all those tickets at dumbdavestone.com. And uh, when we're done with that last show in Mobile, you and I... Are gonna skedaddle over to New Orleans for a few days. Oh
2: yeah! You
0: talk about eating good in the neighborhood.
2: I mean, I'm pumped. Uh, I cannot wait.
0: Already got reservations at Pesh. We've got reservations at um, uh, uh, Koshan. Probably going to hit Acme Oyster House.
2: Okay, I am in Oysters. We're
0: going to have a good time.
2: It's going to be so awesome. Yeah,
0: so come see Katie and me and a lot of locals on all the shows. And I'll give
2: you all the hugs and love.
0: So we're going to have fun. Uh, DumbDavestone.com. A couple of those shows are free shows. Woohoo! We're getting paid, but they're just, they're unticketed, just brewery shows. And, uh, So, yeah, some of those, I think the first two shows are actually free, so no tickets needed. Oh, my gosh. Just show up and have a good time. Have fun. But uh, all the other shows, tickets available at dumbdavestone.com. Also, uh, my new album. Yes. Special slash album. The pre-sales will start shipping soon. I think they're uh, running low, but at blondmedicine.com you can pre-order my uh, new 2LP uh, on uh, colored, uh, translucent colored splatter vinyl.
2: Yay, boom.
0: Pack a lunch.
2: That is awesome. So
0: those are available right now at BlondMedicine.com, and I've actually got a grip of those here myself.
2: Oh, they look so cool.
0: And uh, we may, I don't know, we may do something exclusive where um, only Stoneberg's listeners can buy the ones from me. So, oh. So try Blonde Medicine. If those are sold out, then uh, I've got uh, a big grip here that I'm, I'm going to start selling online.
2: But, I uh, love that. But Ooh, yeah, sneak sneak peek.
0: 2LP. uh about an hour and 12 minutes or so of uh, material, and uh, there you go. It's,
2: it's amazing, guys, and you can also watch it on YouTube. Yeah, it's also on
0: YouTube, uh, the audio streaming, wherever you do that. But uh, if you're a, a vinyl person like I am, if you're a person made out of vinyl. Yeah, uh, only
2: vinyl people, please. That's right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but, no, I, I'm very excited to have this on vinyl. Obviously, I'm such a record guy. It's uh, It's a neat little thing to have uh some of my it's stuff out It's your second there. album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my second one. Hogwash second. is out there. Uh, that one's uh, out of print. Those sold real quick, but, um, yeah, that got reissued a couple of years ago. But now a uh, pack of lunch available on vinyl. Uh, Blondemedicine.com or, um, yeah, come. I was going to say we'd have them on the tour, but then I started thinking uh, Florida in August e. and vinyl. In the back of a rental car, it's probably. probably asking for trouble.
2: Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea.
0: I've fallen victim to that a uh, couple of times Uh where I bought a new record and was very excited about it, and I left it in the car on a hot day, and then it just warps it. It's just unusable. So
2: Maybe you could use it as an ashtray? I don't know. Yeah. No? Uh, anyway, Maybe. okay.
0: <laughs> Boo, where can we find you on social media?
2: KT Low Strandberg. And, Boo, where can we find you?
0: Uh...
2: At booville.boo boo. -boo.
0: Instagram is underscore Dave Stone. Oh, yeah. Underscore Dave Stone. Or Twitter, Dave Stone Comedy, what have you. But, uh, yeah, good times. Thanks for catching up, boo.
2: Thank you for catching up. And thank you guys for listening. We love you so much.
0: Yeah. Rest in peace, Ron Sexton. Rest in peace, Zach Slusher. Two good dudes uh, gone way too early. So, Mm. uh, hopefully, I can stop uh, giving out. Uh, obituaries with my friends, but uh, it As happens. the
2: Comedy Store Billboard, Billboard says, make God laugh.
0: That's right. Make God laugh. Those two guys definitely will. So, uh, anyway.
2: all right, We Boom. love you
1: guys. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye! When I wake up in my own pink world, I get up out of bed and wave to my home by the pool come on we got important things to do it's her and her and me and you and pink goes with everything beautiful from head to toe i'm ready to go you know you know it's pink good enough to drink. we like other colors but pink just looks so good on us what you wearing dress or good on you. Hey, Bobby, I like your style. If that was really a mirror, you'd see a perfect smile. In never sad, K, cool. Hey, nitch, never mind. Oh, Lord, yeah. Okay, thank you.